Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, uh, with the labor crisis upon us and millions and millions of people resigning all at once. Uh, and again, due to the pandemic, yes. And the aftermath of of what hopefully it will be the aftermath of the pandemic, we're going to have a new normal, and the new normal is going to have to deal with uh, with situations that have come up. And I'm going to ask the next guest, our next guest, um, about a a couple things I've heard, and I just want to get confirmation because nobody knows more uh, about labor and what's going on right now than Scott Nelson. He's a law partner at Hunton Andrews. And Kurth, and uh, and I'll tell you what, uh, people are quitting in record numbers, and uh, work is changing dramatically. The Great Resignation, he calls it. Scott Nelson, how are you? Well, doing great this morning, Frank. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. So thank you for having me. Well, listen, right back at you on that, and uh, I'll ask you right out. I mean, what is uh, what does this compare to, if anything, in American history? The the Great Resignation. Nothing compares to it. This is a big deal, and we've not seen anything like this before. For example, in November of last year, four and a half million people quit their jobs. That's a record. We've not ever touched that. But 2021 was a record year overall. For most of the year, an average of about 3.9 million a month were quitting. But that accelerated toward the end, reached that peak of four or five in November. December is always a little different month, but we still had 4.3 million, which is almost a record, resigning in, no, in December. Well, the first question I have is, is why is this happening? Obviously, we know about the pandemic, but why so many resignations? Sure. Well, there are a number of different groups. I'll try to break it down a, a bit here. The first group I like to call the great reallocation. These are people who, in this hot job market, which we can talk about in a bit, uh, they've quit their jobs to go get a better job, maybe a job that pays more money, work from home benefits, things like that. It's definitely an employee's market because as of the end of December, there were 10.9 million. That's nearly 11 million job openings at the end of December, but there are only 6.3 million people who are unemployed out there looking for work. So employers are getting aggressive about hiring. Employees are taking advantage of that and moving on to bigger and better things. That's the first group. Second big group are retirees. People held off on retiring in 2020. We all know 2020 was a scary year, but the stock market was up quite a bit at the end of 2021, especially people were feeling more secure. So they felt now is a good time to retire. We're also in the middle of the baby boomer retirements as well. So that's another big group. There's also something unusual, and this stems directly from the pandemic. Uh, People who, because of kids and typically because their school system is requiring remote-only work, not allowing in-person classes, that puts a tremendous amount of pressure for at least one parent. Uh, If you're in a two-parent household, or especially if you're a single-parent household, there's a lot of pressure to stay home with the kids. So either people are quitting their jobs to do that 
or they're quitting their jobs to try to find one of the new work from home jobs so that they can keep working and still be home with kids. There's another big group, over 5 million new businesses were created between January and November of last year. That's a record. So a lot of people with the pandemic, all the disruption, maybe uh, they're a, a wait staff person, they couldn't get a job anymore. Uh, for whatever reason, they decided to go out and start a business. So that's also a record because to put that in perspective, in 2019, which was generally considered a boom year right before the 2020 bust year with COVID, uh, this last year was a 55% increase over 2019 uh, for starting businesses. So there's a lot going on, several other groups. There's also a, a pretty prevalent group that they don't want to go back to a job that's requiring in-person work because they prefer working from home. So th this is really a big thing employees want right now is working from home. The immediate consequence of this uh, from a negative standpoint um, I, what would it be? Well, employers are having a hard time getting work done. I think we're seeing supply chain shortages everywhere. And also, this is a driver of inflation as well. There are many drivers of inflation. But when you can't get a, enough goods to market because you don't have enough people to be able to do what you need to do, then there's a supply and demand issue and prices are not necessarily going to go up because there are people who are going to still want those goods or services. So this is a problem, but you know, there's actually a bigger problem related to that. And I think this is just a shift in the mentality of work. And, you know, our work and our productivity is very important to our country and to, to what we can do. The labor force participation rate, this is how many people are, actually in the workforce and working that are adults of working age, it's down to 61.9%. To put that in perspective, that's within about a percent and a half of the mid-1950s when women were mostly staying at home. So a lot of folks are staying at home, not working, thinking of something else to do with their lives. I think people got very introspective with the pandemic, spending a lot of time home with family, contemplating their mortality, but there's a big mental shift going on in our workforce. And, and that's scary. We got to get people back to work and be productive if we want our country to be successful. Let me remind folks that are just tuning in or maybe turning on their radios a little late. Scott Nelson is our very special guest and he is a labor expert and he's a partner at Hunton, Andrew and Kurth. And I, I, I'll tell you what, it, it is a it is a unique situation that we're facing here. Uh, and, you know, Scott said it in the, in, uh, the onset of this show. There is, uh, there's no comp in American history for this type of thing. And it's, it, it's unthought of. And I, I guess I ask you now, Scott, to, uh, to give us maybe some uh, unintended consequences. Anything that that could happen from a positive standpoint obviously the supply chain is the first thing that comes to to my mind and i'm certainly no expert on on labor but i it, you know that is an issue getting uh product to uh to stores and product in the hands of of people uh but what what are going to be the the uh, unforeseen things or the unintended consequences of this mass resignation as you see it well you mentioned the positives, and I think it's pretty easy to focus on the negatives, but 
let's talk about the positives because I think there are certainly some. First of all, this work from home phenomenon that uh, really got up to speed during the pandemic out of necessity, it's changed the way companies do business. It's changed recruiting, for example. Many companies are now going to nationwide recruiting as opposed to just local recruiting. For example, used to be if you, know, you wanted to go get a job in New York, for example, New York City, you would go, you'd interview there, uh, and if you got the job, you'd need to move there, uh, live there, work there. That's all changed with nationwide recruiting. I mean, now you can live there if you want, but you could also live in a cabin in Montana, a beach house in Florida, uh, Puerto Rico, wherever it is you want to live, and you can still get New York City pay while working from home where you want to live. So that's a huge benefit to employees, certainly, but it's also a huge benefit to employers. Employers are now seeing, because of these shortages, this labor shortage, recruiting as a means to obtain a competitive advantage. Because in a tight labor market, if you can hire away your competitor's talent, you can provide more goods and services to customers while your competitors are going to have a harder time doing so. So, uh, and also employers are really stepping back and trying to figure out how to make the workplace attractive to get people back in the office. So they're offering these flexible arrangements or even changing office space to give people more offices with doors instead of the open floor plan concept, for example, to comply with mask regulations and, and safety regulations in different jurisdictions. Plus employees, when you, uh, if you poll them honestly about it, they all want their own offices. They don't want to be an employee bullpen or a cubicle farm or something like that. So employers are really trying to take employee input. They're listening to them. They're trying to make the workplace a better uh, place. I think another positive out of all of this for workers is pay is going to continue to increase. Now, whether that keeps up for, with inflation or not, I don't know, but pay is certainly on the up. Employees are being treated a bit like professional athletes right now. A lot of them are getting signing bonuses, retention bonuses, all sorts of cool perks like that. I mean, absolutely amazing spot in history uh, we, where we find ourselves now. I mean, it is a I, – I don't think we can underscore enough. I don't think we can underline enough how unique this situation is. It's just it, – there's nothing like it in our uh, you know long, great history of America. There is nothing even close to this. And Scott Nelson is the perfect person to talk about this. He is a labor expert and a partner in the law firm of Hunton, Andrews, and Kurth, and uh, Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Scott Nelson is our very special guest. It's it's actually mind-blowing if you, if you think about it, where we are and what's going on. And one of the things, I, and I'm trying to think as you're saying, saying uh, what you're saying, and when when we talk about the the products being on ships for example i had a senator a state senator tell me the other day on on the show that he thinks that the the governor and and the president and the uh, and the folks should send the national guard in to uh, empty the uh, empty the uh, the ships and get people here if we can't get people to uh, unload the ships let's get it to you know improve the supply line and the supply chain uh, issue, but as you're as you're talking, I'm thinking, does this automatically mean that more and more people are going to shop online and and just uh, are we going to see brick and mortar stores going out? If you could address 
both of those issues, you know, the, the fact, are, are we at the point where the National Guard would, would be called upon to do something like that? And, and that would be unprecedented, too, uh, in, in our history, I imagine. And, uh, you know, I'll let you address uh, the other situation is, are, are the brick-and-mortar stores in serious trouble because of the supply chain situation? Sure, happy to answer both questions. For the first one, I mean, certainly there'd be some help if the National Guard came out, but we don't have that many National Guard members, and the problem is actually much bigger than just the ships. And a lot of people also talk about truck drivers, how we need more truck drivers, that's true also, but it's really everywhere. This is an endemic problem throughout our workforce. I mean, if you can't hire people to uh, work your warehouse, for example, to get products moving, even for one of the online retailers, you're going to have a harder time and there are going to be delays getting goods out to customers. So this is really a broad-based problem. Sure, you can call out the National Guard and, you know, that may help a little bit, but we, we can't put the National Guard, even our whole military, into this. When we're looking at, like I say, a 10.9 million uh, versus 6.3 million deficit in job openings versus unemployed people out there, uh, that's 4.6 million people we would have to put in the workforce just to meet the current labor demand. And our whole military isn't even close to that number. We could even add in China's military and we wouldn't get close to that number. So so that's that's uh, that's going to be an issue. Now, whether brick and mortar uh, or uh, online it, it survives going forward, I mean, I think it's still going to be a combination of both. I think depending on where you are in the country, certainly online, uh, depending on the restrictions and things like that, it's certainly easier online or having things delivered. I think people have become accustomed to that, certainly. But I think there's also people who certainly like brick-and-mortar stores uh, for a number of reasons. Some things it's just better to, to try in person, to feel that. And people have different psychologies on that. Some people just like to touch and feel things and talk to people, and other people are more comfortable doing things online. So I think it will be a combination of both. But I think there, you know, the online is certainly here to stay and growing. There's no question about that. If we can just get these delivery services uh, to be reliable and fully staffed and, and accurate in what they're doing, because that's been a problem too, I think, you know, that'll help online. And, you know, as we get things reopened and things go again, that'll certainly help brick and mortar. You know, I'm going to pre- pre-apologize to the audience if this sounds insensitive. I certainly don't mean it to, to be. But the other day I was uh, I was in traffic at a uh, at a light and there was a homeless man uh, or, you know, you know, according to his sign, he was holding up a sign um, on the side of the road. And he was um, uh, he was stating on the sign that he can't find work. Uh, please help him out. And, you know, he, he can't find work. And people were screaming out the window. <laughs> you know, again, I, I don't want to sound insensitive because, you know, those mental health issues or uh, and homelessness is a whole other subject we would have to be there but people were screaming out the window and i rolled down the window just to hear what they were saying and they're yelling at them you got to be kidding i can find you a job right now and and all of this, <laughs> and people were screaming at him like and and i don't mean one or two people like everybody was screaming at him with the sign and and i i felt like saying buddy i i change the sign you know maybe you know we'll get you know get, get some proper or something else going on but uh, i think the days of of people saying i can't find work um are, are not here right i mean that that doesn't pass the left laugh, the laugh test 
Right. Now, there, it's definitely an easy market, and I think employers will even overlook a lot of things to hire people right now because they're desperate. There are a couple million in that unemployed force uh, who have been long-term unemployed, and there, there can be reasons for that uh, that can't be helped, as you alluded to, you know, mental health issues, physical issues, other things. So, so even that full unemployed workforce isn't fully available. I think that's important to realize, too. But also, uh, you know, one thing I've noticed, because it is an employee's market, and if people are able to go out there and go get it, now is the time. I mean, a tremendous opportunity. The world is your oyster if you want to go out and go after things right now. But there are still a number of people having a hard time uh, finding jobs in this. And, and I, there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, first of all, I think a lot of people don't realize that increasingly, a human being may not be looking at your resume. Increasingly, an AI program, artificial intelligence, is uh, going to be screening resumes for companies that get thousands of resumes. And if your resume just happens to match up with the search terms, you're going to get an interview with a, a person. But if it doesn't, you could be the most qualified person for it. You could have the best-looking resume to a human. You may not even get an interview. So I think a lot of people need to realize in this new normal that they need to optimize their resume for the electronic eye, which is something completely new that we're not used to. And there are plenty of services that will do that online. Uh, I'm certainly not an expert in that, but there are plenty of people who will do that for you. But uh, you know, to ask your audience members, please do that if you haven't done that already, because that will get you on this nationwide search train where you can search through some of the national platforms and get a really great job. Scott Nelson. If you're just joining us, is the voice that you're hearing, and he is the person to talk about with this uh, issue, the great resignation. Uh, he calls it, and, and others are following suit and calling it that. 4.5 million Americans uh, quitting their jobs uh, last year. I think, I, I don't know, I'll ask him about this, just in November? I mean, is that possible, just in November? But, uh, the, That's right. Uh, just an absolute amazing situation is happening uh, as we speak, Frank McKay here with Scott Nelson. He's a labor expert and a partner at Hunton Andrews and Kurth. Is it Andrews or Andrew? I'm sorry. Andrews with an S, please. With an S, okay. So Hunton Andrews and Kurth. Uh, it's uh, it, honestly, this is a, a, a tremendous issue. Scott Nelson is the person to talk to. He's a labor expert, and people are quitting their jobs in record numbers. We've got a couple moments left with Scott Frank McKay here, and much more importantly, Scott Nelson here with us. Scott, if we're talking to the 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 younger folks that are heading into college or or trying to find a major, and I guess the easy thing is, uh, you know, at this point, the world's your oyster. You know, pick something that you love to do and uh, and do it. I, I would say that under any market, right? That's, that's the best advice to give, uh, give anyone. But what do you say beyond that? Um, let's say somebody's, you know, they're, they're flexible and they could, they could find what they do. They don't know what they love to do. They don't have a passion. But they're looking for something that is, uh, is going to be um, – advantageous for them to uh, to pick up uh, going into this personal situation first of all do you assume that this is going to go on for a little while and this is going to be part of a long-term new normal uh, or uh, do you give them advice uh, that this is going to change soon what do you tell the young people right now that would ask you how do i take advantage of this with my schooling 
Sure. Well, one of the biggest changes that I think is a long-term change, however we define this new normal whenever uh, it's all said and done, uh, but 10 years from now, we're still going to see this, and that is this work-from-home phenomenon. Uh, the work from home has shown to be uh, effective and efficient and employees love it. They're certainly demanding it. So work is going to be different and that's certainly an option for people. Uh, but what I would say to people getting out of school, and actually if you poll them about this, you'll find that this is similar to their feelings on this subject is don't be afraid to get a job, at least initially with in-person work. And there are several reasons for that. I and mean, I think, first of all, uh, and one of the uh, quotes I heard about this was, well, if you're in an apartment doing your schoolwork on a computer, do you want to just stay in that apartment doing work work from the same computer? I mean, is that exactly rewarding to feel like you're going out in the world and doing something? Um, so I, I think younger people do want to go out. They want to have a place where they can work, but they want to start their career. But they need to still take advantage of that collaboration, the mentoring, the training, that camaraderie that can make them known. And also people like to work with people they like to work with. So uh, they want to establish that bond uh, so that they can become a part of the workforce and get known. I think if they just go take a work from home job, they miss, may miss out on that. Now work from home is great for people who have been around for a while, uh, who already have made a name for themselves and have a network. But for people just starting out, that would be one piece of advice. So don't be afraid of taking an in-person job, even if you ultimately want to work from home. Scott, can you give us a website or a social media site uh, where we could follow along what you're, what you're doing and, and where do people get in touch with you? Sure, sure. Folks can find our firm's website. It's H-U-N-T-O-N-A-K.com. That's H U N. T-O-N-A-K.com. The A-K is obviously abbreviation for Andrews and Kurt. And then they can look me up uh, and find my contact information there. Uh, also, we tend to have articles and, and alerts and things like that coming out about these important issues. Uh, Scott Nelson, I want to thank you for being here and congratulate you on all your success and, and certainly, your ex- certainly your expertise in a field where, uh, where more and more people are going to need answers and explanations. Scott Nelson, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Frank. Truly an honor and a pleasure speaking with you. Scott Nelson, everyone, has been our very special guest. Again, a partner in Hunton, Andrews, and Kurth. Uh, go to their website and, and look them up and contact them. He is a labor expert uh, par excellence, and uh, people are quitting their jobs in record numbers. 4.5 million people, million Americans, quit their job in November. I mean, it's unheard of. It's uh, And he said it at the onset of the show. It is a unique situation, and we've never seen anything like this ever before in American history, and it's happening right now. And uh, it's it's going to shape the new normal, a big part of the new normal. Frank McKay signing off. Scott Nelson has been our very special guest, and we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.